welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Christmas everyone. Now look to someone to your left and your right and give the person a high five and say Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. Come on, do that to three, four people. Say Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, HOP. Thank you, everyone that ministered and sung. What a great celebration. Hallelujah. So it's Christmas Day. Someone um, made a joke out out of the season saying that when we were younger, we used to have, we used to enjoy Christmas. We used to feel the Christmas season, and what's going on now? We can't feel it anymore. We can't feel the excitement. And then someone said, now because not you, they buy the clothes. That time. <laughs> you know, not you, they buy the chicken, the rice, and everything, so you can feel it. Now you're an uncle, you're an auntie. You're not feeling it anymore. It's still there. The children are feeling it, because you are now buying for them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come and celebrate the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. Hallelujah. Bow your heads for a minute. I have a very short sermon so your rice will not get cold. Oh, really? (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We are grateful to you because you are a faithful God. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to celebrate this season. We look to you, Jesus. You are the reason for the season. We come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And we ask that you breathe upon us afresh. Let us come into revelation knowledge that will drive us this season. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Before I proceed, I'd like to let you know that... Um, next week Saturday which is the penultimate um, is 31st so we'll have crossover service here by 9pm up until 12.15 alright so we're making arrangements so that people can go home safely so just come 9pm we'll have church till about 12.15 and then we'll go then Sunday we'll have service 9am there will not be the workers elevate service but service will start by 9 A.M., sorry, 9 a.m., all right? So let's look forward to that. If you have the artwork media, you can put it up. Um, It says, from joy unspeakable to rest undeniable. So um, at the beginning of the month of December, God began to speak to me about rejoicing and rejoicing. the idea that nothing should steal your joy 
and that this month of December is one that should be characterized with rejoicing. No matter what happens to you, you should rejoice. And then earlier in November, thereabout, he was talking to me about January, that January is going to be a time of rest. So um, as a sharp guy that I am, I put the two together <laughs> from joy unspeakable into rest undeniable. Hallelujah. So we are going to go from joy into rest. Praise the Lord. And all through the month of uh, January, I'm going to be teaching about rest. How to start and enter into rest. You know, one of the things that I love so much about working with the Holy Spirit is that he, he brings you into different perspectives and dimensions of God that puts you in a position where um, you just enjoy the flow of the Holy Ghost, you know. So I'm excited about that already. God is, is, is teaching me something about rest and I'm going to teach that to you in January. How to enjoy rest. Glory to God. So don't miss the 31st and don't miss the first as well. From joy unspeakable into rest undeniable. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so let's just go right into it. I'm sure some of you are timing your eyes already. Heralds of praise. That's what I titled um, my sermon today. Heralds of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> you want to collect patent. <laughs> Glory to God. Heralds of praise. Let's look at John chapter 11 from verse 50. John chapter 11 and verse 50. It says, Nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man shall die for the people. Not that the whole nation shall perish. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. So there was a controversy, there was an argument about the death of Jesus. And then someone came up and said, look, don't you understand that it is better that one man should die than the whole nation should die. All right? Their, their thought and their perspective was biased. Their, their thought was, was from the fact that um, instead of us having to kill a lot of people or people should die out of riot or something, why don't we just allow this guy that wants to die to die? And, you know, then for the whole nation to go into chaos. And then it made sense to them at the time, but they didn't realize that they were speaking... Um, in line with prophecy. And prophecy says that one Jesus would die for the world. Alright? So his death was not a death of sadness. No. His death was a death of joy. His death was a death of celebration. His death was a death of rejoicing. It wasn't a death of sadness and gloomness and all that. No. It was a time of celebration. So he said, don't you understand that it's better it's better that this death will come. It's better that this man should die for the people. Alright? And then in Luke chapter 2 and from verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field. Keep, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And then the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. Imagine the angel appeared to them and the first thing that gripped them was fear. The first thing that happened to them was something that will cause them chaos. But in the midst of that, the angel said, look, what has happened, what has come, has not come to bring fear, has not come to bring chaos. It has come to bring joy and rejoicing and celebration. So fear not. What has happened to us today is a time and a season of rejoicing. And it says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. So the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus has brought great joy, has brought great news, has brought great celebration, has brought good things for you and I. It has not brought sadness and gloomness and chaos, no. It has brought joy. It says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ the Lord. Who is Christ the Lord. So we see that from the birth of Jesus to the time that he died, that a lot of different things happened. But when the angel announced, the angel announced joy and celebration. But you and I know that the life of Jesus was not characterized with joy and celebration. There were lots of people were trying to kill him every day. They were trying to maim him. They were trying to do all sorts of things to him. Yet the angel said, what has happened is something that will bring great joy. So my question to you is, how do you see your life? How do you visualize the things that are happening around you? Do you see it as a season of rejoicing? Do you see it as a time of praise and celebration? Or you are concerned about the chaos? You are concerned about the way things are going? Or you are looking at the fact that Jesus has come and then joy has come. So I'm not going to let anything steal my joy. Because I know the coming of Jesus brings joy and brings celebration. So things around me may not look the way that I expect them to be. But I'm not looking at those things. But I'm looking at Jesus. Why? The Bible says looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So our gaze is on him. Why? Because his coming brings great news. His coming brings joy. His coming brings celebration. His coming brings great things, great news, good news. That's what he has come to bring for you and I. A savior is born. So the first thing, if you look um, afterwards when the angel had told the, the wise men, the Bible said, they left there, after they had seen Mary, they left there rejoicing, rejoicing at what is to come. Rejoicing because the Savior has come. So I'm going to give you three things why nothing should steal your joy. No matter what happens around you, nothing should steal your joy. High five three people and say, nothing is stealing my joy. High five another person and say, nothing is stealing my joy this season. Say, my joy is intact. Say, with this joy, I will draw. Talk to that person like a preacher. Say, with this joy, I will draw from the wells of salvation. 
Say it again with this joy. Stand to your feet and put one hand on your waist like a preacher and say with this joy. I will draw from the wells of salvation. And you now add this one that the preacher said. That's it. That's it. Yeah, sit down. I will draw from the wells of salvation. With this joy. Because joy has come. So if joy has come, why should I be gloomy? Why should I be sad? You say, Pastor, you don't understand. My chicken ran away. It's okay. If it ran away, it's okay. Just walk to your neighbor's house and say, I've come to rejoice with you. Don't my chicken run away, but I know yours is not running. So let's rejoice together. Come on, come on, come on. Say, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have any rice to it. It's okay. Just come visit Pastor after church and say, Pastor, I just want to say hello to you and you'll be sure you'll have some rice. Let nothing steal your joy. Glory to God. You know, the lot of things that we hold so, so much in our heart and we feel like, oh, um, it must happen this way and because it didn't happen that way, then your joy is gone. No, it can't take your joy. You wanted to take a cab, but you didn't have money for a cab. Enter the keke with joy. Come on, with joy. Knowing that one day you'll be beaming your own beamer. Come on, with joy, with joy, with joy. I, tell, I used to tell you guys, I mean, I, I, I told God that the reason I don't serve him too well is because I have just one shoe and one suit. And that if he knows that he's God and he's good, he should give me more suits and more shoes. Wallahi, he'll be, he'll be shocked the way I will serve him. You know, you can tell God Wallahi. He'll understand. But little did I know that it's not in those things. That your joy is intact. Whether you have or you don't have, your joy is full. Come on, somebody. Your joy is full. And once your joy is full, with that joy, that's what you draw from the wells of salvation. Have you not noticed that the times where you, you are gloomy and you're sad and, and, and you use that term, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and then you get out that day, everything just goes chaos. You say, what happened? It's, it's like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's your bed. Why did you choose the wrong side? It's your bed. By the time you discover this is the wrong side, what you do? You turn to the right side and wake up from there. It's your own bed. So why did you choose the wrong side? With joy, you draw from the wells of salvation. So it means that salvation has put everything for us. Everything is inside salvation. So the key that I use to draw from it is joy. Sometimes when I'm feeling, I, I, feel, I feel gloomy and sad sometimes, but I don't let it stay. What I do when it comes to that point is, I can I may just probably just get into my car and just drive. Just take a drive somewhere. And on the way, oh, you trust me. Zaka, teka, bako, shata, nangabo, shata. Inside the car alone, wind up on everything. Shout and scream and get my joy up. Before too long, I'm on fire again. And whatever that thing was that looked like ah, it was bringing me down, I found out that it was, it's not that strong, it's not that powerful. But my joy is powerful. My joy is great. My joy can change things around me. It can. So if joy can do that, why should I allow things to get to me? No. It shouldn't get to me. Am I saying that things don't happen to people? No, people 
things happen to people, genuine things. I mean, Pastor Paul, you listen to certain people and they will explain to you, you will feel pity for them that, hey, look, this person is actually going through something. But what you're going through is not enough to kill the joy that Jesus brought. It's not enough. If an angel would say, hey, fear not. I bring you great news that this person that is being born has brought great joy. Then I should take that joy and the salvation that he has brought and with that joy I will begin to pull out from the wells of salvation that he has brought. So my joy is my, what they call that thing? Bela. My joy is my Bela. I draw from the wells of salvation. So whatever I don't have, it's not salvation's problem. It's not the well of salvation's problem. Is that my joy is not deep enough to pull it out. Whatever is not coming to me is that my joy is not deep enough to pull it out. Your eyes is getting cold. Alright, so three things quickly. Number one, three reasons to rejoice this season. Number one, a savior is born. That's enough. That's enough. Luke chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Up until that time, there was no Savior. So the good news that a Savior is born is good enough for me. The good news that the Christ is here is good enough for me. And that good news is enough for me to rejoice. It's enough for me to rejoice. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt and fall of a donkey. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Why? Because your savior is born. So if you don't have any reason, your chicken ran away. Your eyes, there's too much stone inside. Rejoice because a savior is born. A savior is born. Luke chapter 2 and verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So the seeing of the Savior alone brings great rejoicing. Knowing that a Savior is born brings great rejoicing. Brings great celebration. Number two. Rejoice because salvation has come. Luke chapter 2 and verse 29. It says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. That you are prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. And for glory to your people Israel. So this was a man who the, um, the Holy Spirit ministered to. That he would, he would not see death until he had seen uh, the Savior. Or had the news of the Savior. So when, when, after hearing that. It says, my eyes have seen your salvation. So it's enough for me to rejoice. That I've seen the salvation of the Lord. It's enough for me to rejoice. Luke chapter 2 and verse 36. It says, and there was a prophetess, Anna, 
the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshipping and fasting and praying day and night. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She had no excuse. If anybody wanted to give excuse, she has excuse to give. She was, she was widowed and then, she, I mean, she's she 84 years old and not married and she had, she had excuse, but look, because salvation has come, because Jesus has come, that gave her the joy that she needed. And with that joy, she began to witness to people. With that joy, she began to talk about the redemption of Jerusalem. If Satan cannot steal your joy, he can't steal anything in your life. And that's a fact. That's the truth. The moment you allow the things that you have, do not have, or the things that are weighing you down to gain the upper hand, then you are submitting the strength of your life to that thing. But once your joy is intact, no matter what happens to you all around you, once your joy is together, whatever you do not have now, it's only a matter of time. It's coming to you. It's coming to you because your joy is telling that situation and that circumstance that I already have what God says I have. I may not see it now in the immediate, but I already have it. And because I know I already have it, I rejoice with joy unspeakable. I rejoice. And then number three, God is with you. God is with you. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 1. It says it's from verse 23. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. God with us. So I realize that God is with me. And it gives me great joy that God is with me. Through thick and thin, God is with me. So I'm not going to let anything steal my joy. Through thick and thin, God is with me. My chicken may have left me, but God is still with me. So I will rejoice. Glory to God. I will rejoice. So when I realize all these three things, I came to a conclusion. That look, the coming of Jesus is a coming of good news. And if I allow the things and the challenges of life to get to me, then I will not enjoy what Jesus brought. Titus 2.11 says, The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men. Unto all men. But not all men have received it. But it has appeared unto all men. So it means it's available for all men. It's available for you. Anytime you want it, it's available for you to take from it. It has appeared. It's right there. But how do you do it? With joy. You draw 
from the wells of salvation. Of salvation. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. I promised you that I will not let your eyes get cold. Glory to his name. Is someone going to keep their joy intact? That no matter what happens, my joy is intact. That's why we sing joy to the world. The Lord. Come on, head your feet. Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.